hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we have people come on the show, and myself and my co-host, Eric K. Johnson, better known as the Podcast Talent Coach. The man has 30 years of radio experience. Holy cow. And uh, we help figure out, we, we find out what we think you're doing right, so you can do more of that. And then we find those little things that might need just a smidge of polish and uh, we say, hmm, you might want to go that way. So, uh, Eric, how's it going, buddy? Very well, thanks. 30 years, man. It makes me feel old. <laughs> so back in the day <laughs> when I was little and I started in radio. Were yeah, you, things are good. How are you, Dave? Good. Were you on the AM dial at all? Uh, was I? Yeah, my very first gig, I was on, I, I was on the AM dial at uh, 1560 KLNG, the uh, Christian Sounds of Omaha Radio. And uh, it was a little Quonset hut in the middle of nowhere. Literally, you drive down a dirt road and the Quonset hut sat right by the uh, radio transmitter tower. It was a four room Quonset hut. The fourth room was the bathroom, if you count that. <laughs> and, uh, it, I actually sat right next to the tube transmitter to broadcast. I probably got a lot of RF and uh, radiation from sitting there. And it probably was not healthy for me as a young 19 year old lad. But uh, you don't yeah, go in the dark I, anymore. I was on the AM dial for a bit. <laughs> Well, joining us tonight is uh, Logan Anderson. He does the show. I love the name of the show. The Say the Damn Score podcast. <laughs> I and, love it. And you can find that at saythedamnscore.com. So, Logan, how are you tonight? I'm great. I only have 10 years of radio experience. There so you go. I just wanted to ask Eric, how is Marconi doing? Me and Marconi, when we uh, started radio back in the day, it was awesome. <laughs> I said, you know what, this thing, might, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And he said, I'll run with it. And I said, go ahead. I'm going to go. And then next thing you know, he's rich. So there you go. Yeah. So Logan, what, what got you into podcasting? What, what decided you, what decided you, I'm making up a whole new sentence. What inspired you? <laughs> so I went to a conference in North Carolina, the national sportscasters, sports media association, that's not what it's called, but I don't remember. So um, a whole bunch of letters. And I just remember being there and kind of getting to meet some of the people that I idolized in sports casting and listen to people tell stories that they would never say during a game, hearing people talk about covering Larry Bird and uh, all sorts of just crazy things that happened. And I'm like, you know what? I bet there's a lot of other people in a lot of other places who couldn't make it here that would love to hear these stories and get the expertise from these people that I was able to get at this conference. So then I started the podcast. It also was a great way to meet some movers and shakers in the industry, which is difficult for me because I live in South Dakota. 
Were you already in sports casting at the time, or were you in school looking to get into sports casting? What took you to the I conference? Was already, I was, uh, you know, I was. It, I lived in South Dakota, and I wasn't kind of making the contacts that I wanted for potential career advancement. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start going to this conference and paying too much money and uh, flying to North Carolina and driving three hours to the airport. And, and I did it and I mean, it was worth it. And I've moved on since then, but uh, I'm still in the business, but I've moved on from that particular station uh, and have gone farther South, so to speak. If still you can- in South Dakota. Yeah, but I'm on the river now, so I can walk across the the footbridge from where I work. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> but nice. no, the, so yeah, that's how it came about, and it's been going for probably a little over a year and a half now. You do play by play? I do. That is my passion. I also do uh, local media sales. Hooray! Uh, well, yeah, you got to make some money somehow. Play by play doesn't pay a lot of bills. What sport? You know, I do. Um, Football, basketball, I've done baseball, volleyball, softball, hockey. Holy cow. I think that's probably been about it. I've covered small colleges, so I've been in like 16 different states. Um, I've been in every gym that you've never heard of is what I like to say. So it's Uh, uh, in South Dakota, you get the opportunity to do it all, which is really cool. That is true. Figure out what you like. And I pretty much like it all. So, that, well, and that kind of takes us into this episode here because the uh, the guy that you interview, the the story that you take him through, he's kind of done it all too, which is uh, a really cool story. Um, and the podcast overall. So, Dave, you want to kind of set it up for us? Yeah, his uh, his name is Chuck Swirsky, and he's the voice of the Chicago Bulls. And uh, let's just jump right into, we'll play the the first minute or so of uh, the podcast and kind of give you our first impressions and we'll just kind of go from there. I Pearson Harnish, but a huge third down conversion. You got the game on? Yep. On the move, down to the 24-yard line of St. Francis. Who's winning? He, he won't say the score. Laid up and waited for the pass. Short drop Come out on, of the gun. who's winning? Rifles towards the right corner, complete to Vander Cooey, who steps across the plane. Ah, say the damn score. <laughs> This is the Say the Damn Score podcast with your host, Logan Anderson. Welcome back, everybody, to the Say the Damn Score podcast. As you just heard the big voice guy say, this is Logan Anderson, your host from the Say the Damn Score studio, which is also my spare bedroom. But right now we are joined by uh, an excellent guest for today's show, Chuck Swirsky. He is the voice of the Chicago Bulls and has had a very interesting path on his way to that point in his career. And Chuck, you've had an interesting day. How are you doing right now? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. And the cool thing about that, within the first minute, we're to the guest. That's the the, yeah. the first thing I, I thought about this was there was no... Hey, a little housekeeping. There was no, I'm sorry I missed last week's episode. It was just like, just <laughs> bam, 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 and right to it. So I, I was impressed with the intro. I was really happy because you'd gone through the um, the act of putting together those clips and that whole nine yards. And I always hate when I hear somebody do a, a somewhat produced intro, and then the, the host comes on and is like, welcome to the show. And it's like, oh. So I was very happy that the audio quality did not change when you actually came on uh, on the mic. Eric, what were your first impressions? I like the uh, produced open of the show. Um, I like the fact that it kind of sets the tone for the show. Like, it's, uh, you know, we're going to tell it like it is. 
uh, it was clean. Um, to Dave's point, the audio quality was the same, but the, the levels were the same too. It wasn't a lot louder or a lot softer than the open. The production was really good there. Um, the one thing that I was uh, confused about with the open was the open sounds a little edgier than the show is. You know, with the uh, Say the Damn score, um, I expected a little more, I expected a little controversy in the interview or uh, maybe some sports scores, Say the Damn score. I thought we were going to talk about specific teams. Um, so there was a little disconnect for me there. Um, but, but overall, I loved how we jumped into it quickly. I loved how we got right to the guest and, uh, and hit the ground running coming in. So um, the one thing I would have liked right at the front of the intro was to tell me what, what to expect. Because when you say, say the damn score, I thought we were going to talk about teams and scores. Um, so tell me what the show is all about and who it's for. So, you know, if it's a podcast for sportscasters about sports casting and we talk, you know, sometimes we interview guests, sometimes we talk about the art, whatever the show happens to be. Because by from listening to this one episode only, I assume we interview sportscasters on every show. But then when I went to the website and I kind of searched through the episodes, I noticed that wasn't always the case. So um, maybe just a sentence or two at the very front to kind of set up what the what the show is about, not necessarily this episode, but what the podcast is all about. Hey, if you're new here, this is where we talk all things sports casting. Um, sometimes it's an interview, sometimes not, or however you want to frame it. Um, but just to make it clear what the audience can get from your podcast. And then we come down a level and say this particular episode, we're going to interview Chuck Swirsky and then bang, we're into it. So it would have just been maybe an additional sentence or two there at the front. But overall, I thought the, the intro sounded clean. The pace was great. We got right into the content and uh, overall thumbs up. Yeah, I thought the other thing it did was it kind of let me know there's like there's attitude in it. You know what I mean? It was kind of like I love the fact because at first the guy, the deep voice guy comes on and then you said your name and I'm like, oh, he did a double intro. That that to me is usually kind of a, a red flag. Like, oh, why did he do that? He just, you know, he, here's Dave Jackson. Hey, I'm Dave Jackson. But then when you said I'm from the studio, which is also my spare bedroom, I was like, all right, here's somebody who's not taking himself too seriously. Yeah. Um, and I love the flavor of that. It's like, okay, we're going to have some fun here too. We're going to talk some sports, but it's nothing too serious. So I actually like the way that came across. Yeah. I find that with, with uh, the bedroom bit and the, the name of the show, the say the damn score and the horn, um, the, the whole feel of it is, you know, this isn't all this, this isn't just, you know, suit and tie and we're all stiff. This, it, it has a little looseness to it. And, and without coming off and saying, we don't take ourselves too seriously, you kind of show it through your actions, which I appreciated. And I know for me, at least I can identify because there have been times when I will tune in and I live in near Cleveland. So I'm always like, how much are we losing by? And it's always like, you know, and they're going on and the play by play guy and this and that and brought to you by Charlie's hot dogs. And you're like, can I just get the score? So I, I when I heard that, I was like, OK, I, I identify with that. We're just. You know. Yeah, or they or they score and they go, they go up by two. And I go, okay, what does that mean? Like, uh, I don't, this, who just went up by two? I don't understand what you're telling me. That's so okay. I love the, I can appreciate where you're coming from there. Just after this clip that Dave played, we get into the, the actual interview and you welcome Chuck and he's had a long day and you, you jump into it, which I thought was fantastic. You jump right into a story uh, from Chuck. It isn't, 
Chuck, tell us a little bit about yourself or where'd you get started? Or, you know, it's, it's, you actually get him talking and telling a story about his career right from the get go. And I also appreciate the fact that throughout this entire interview, you've done your homework and you know his chronology. You know exactly where he started, where his next gig was, how long he was there and what he's doing next. And so rather than asking him and having him rehash all of that, you say, okay. And then after that, you ended up at the University of Michigan. Tell me how that happened. And you kind of walk him right in there and get him to tell another fantastic story. The whole, the, that, the one thing I loved most about this whole episode was that every answer was a story. It wasn't just an answer. And uh, that, I thought that was fantastic. Now, you, interviewing broadcasters, they kind of have a little, a, a, little, a little knowledge of what they're supposed to be delivering you. So I think you have an advantage there, but you did a fantastic job throwing him some softballs and letting him take him out of the park. It was, it was very well put together. Yeah, I was, uh, it was towards the end, but you say you made some videos for something, something network. And in this video, you said this, and I, and that's what was, I wrote down on my great homework. I was like, you really went through to, to find that out. And I'm going to echo uh, Eric here. The thing that I saw over and over and over was not only did you have good questions to get him going on a story, but a lot of your questions were great because it was something he just said and it was a follow-up. And I, I just have in my notes here at the 11 minute mark. So I forget what he actually said, but you said, what did it feel like to do that? So he had said something like I did this and I had got to do it. And you said, what did it feel like? And I was like, what an awesome story because he kind of said something and it was kind of probably pretty cool, whatever he got to do, which is fine. But now put me in the shoes of that person at that time. What did it feel like? And I was like, that is a great follow up question, because, again, as Eric pointed out, that leads to a story and leads into some some insights. So um, I did have a clip just again, kind of going on with the um, the great questions here. And I think, Eric, you also mentioned this at the, the uh, around the 12 minute mark. Um, you did some good things about, again, this shows where you dug in deeper. He had said something uh, previously where he, he had talked to somebody. I think he was in um, Seattle and they said, you know what, kid, uh, you're there's three of us in the booth and we only need two of you. You should probably go someplace and work on your career. And you, you instead of letting that fly, you're like, wait, time out. Hold on a second, because that wouldn't happen. It's a, so again, it showed that you were listening to the answer. So it, it then leads to another great question. So let me play you that clip. I, I see it in my experience, very unusual that someone would say, you need to get out of here. You're, you need to grow into your career. Generally, uh, in my experience, the experiences that I've heard about from my network is that they will do whatever they can to keep you in that situation. How important was it for your career development to work for someone like that early? That's a great question. Well, here's the thing. So even he said, that's a pretty good question. And Chuck has such a great sportscaster's voice, doesn't he, Logan? I'll tell you what. I mean, that's why he's doing the Bulls, and I'm doing uh, Morningside College. <laughs> he just, you just want to sit and listen to him talk all day long. He's got such a great voice. The, to, uh, so uh, two things. First of all, about this clip right here. The thing I love about your questions, which I – um. I try and help podcasters with all the time is to end with the question rather than starting with the question. So many people will ask a question and then quantify it. 
they'll ask the question and then they'll put in about four or five more sentences to explain the question they just asked. And when I listen to you ask questions like you did right here, you do a fantastic job setting the question up and then finishing with the question. So it goes straight from the question into his answer, which it's tough to do. I don't hear a lot of podcasters do that. When they're doing an interview, the question comes to mind. So they instantly ask the question and then they, then they start working backwards trying to justify the question where you set up the background and then hit them with the question, which is fantastic. It kept the momentum of the interview flowing and it, it was very clean and he knew exactly when to start talking because you stopped and he rolled with it. It sounded great. That's the other thing I had uh, in my notes is you are not uncomfortable with a pause. And that just makes it so easy for the guest to know to start talking because you ask that question and shut up and that's what you're supposed to do. And so, Eric, so what you're saying is somebody will say, uh, what did it feel like to do that? You know, when you did the thing and the thing and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. Is that kind of what you're you're talking about? Yeah. They- so like in this question that he just asked here, Logan, you just asked, uh, you know, I don't I don't see it. Uh, in a lot of places where I worked, I don't see it where where they say fly and be free and go do your own thing. Most people want to hold uh, hold you back and keep you there. What did that mean to your career? And most people would say, wow, when they push you out the door, what did that mean to your career? Because, I mean, you know, in a lot of places I work, I don't see a lot of that. Most of the time people want to hold hold you back and, and not let you go and not let you fly and be free. And now I'm rambling on and I really don't know where to stop talking so you can start talking because I've already asked the question four sentences ago. And he's trying to remember what the heck the question was at this point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so what you do is set it up and then and then hit him with the question. The other thing I wanted to bring up um, before I tell you my observation, Logan, tell me what your tell me what your show notes look like when you're walking into a a an interview do you have a list of questions bullet points what do your show notes look like i usually have about one page of questions that i know i can go to if there's a a time when i don't have a follow-up so i will go through it i usually get through about three quarters of them but but usually they just come up in the conversation and i don't necessarily have to ask them abruptly if that makes sense Oh, makes total sense because that's what I hear. When I listen to this episode here, um, you started with Chuck uh, from the time he started in broadcasting, where was his first gig and how he got it, all the way to announcing the Bulls today. And we went through that entire timeline, but never once did I hear you go, "Um, okay, uh, let me ask you this. uh, Next question on the sheet. Every question you asked came from the answer he just gave, and it continued to move the interview forward. It continued to make it flow, and it got you where you wanted to go. You were able to take his answer, structure it, find a follow-up question that then led to the next phase in his career, and you kept the story going to where by the end of the episode, we were at where he is today announcing for the bulls and never once did it feel like you were following a script or a timeline or you were trying to get through it because every question came from the previous answer and i thought there's an art to that and you did it very well yeah i was uh it just flowed it was one of the things where i got done i was like wait how long was that and it just seemed like you just helped unravel his story and the one thing i noticed is and i'm not sure what you did 
before the interview started, but fairly early he got into stories of mistakes he had made. And I thought that was kind of cool because it, it adds an educational element to it. And if this is a, a podcast kind of more slanted for other sportscasters, it's kind of cool to hear that the time that they did the thing and, you know, the mute button was on or whatever it was, you know, that he was able to share those mistakes. And then later I noticed that, uh, again, he seems very comfortable. And that's kind of a that's a skill that. I don't think a lot of people think about it. It's, uh, well, that's actually one of the things he says. Let me just play this. But this is, uh, he's saying, this is a sportscaster saying he doesn't listen to sports radio. And I was like, that's kind of a controversial statement. Most people may not say that depending on, you know, how comfortable they felt. So let me play this, this quick. And there are certain things I don't like about sports talk. In fact, I don't really listen to sports talk radio anymore. And that's the truth. I do not listen to sports talk radio for a lot of reasons. But um, but when I did sports talk radio, I made sure to stick with what got me there. And that was sports, entertainment, passion, enthusiasm. And remember, when a guest joins you, he is a guest, period, capital G. And so there are two things there. Number one, I was kind of like, wow, he doesn't listen to sports radio. And then that whole thing about this is my career, passion, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And remember, your guest is the most important thing. And I was like, that is a cool knowledge bomb right there. That's something that's like that's almost bumper sticker material. So I just like the way that whole thing flowed. That's one thing I really preach a lot is make your guests the star, because if your guest looks great, you're going to look great. And uh, I think you did a great job at this, making Chuck the star in this particular interview. But as he talks about his career and how, well, then, then a call came out of the blue. I think he said a call came out of the blue with another gig probably four times in this interview. And, uh, and it's all because he makes the other person the star. You, you could hear it when he was talking about being the sidekick to Harry Carey. He knew Harry Carey was the star. He knew it was Harry Carey's show, and he flat out said, I knew my role. I knew my place, and, and it was to make Harry Carey look great. That's what he did. Harry, it was Harry Carey's town. He said Harry Carey was bigger than, than, than any of the coaches and any of the players, Cubs, Bears, or otherwise, and uh, that, that's how he made it so far in his career, and it's been phenomenal listening to him. It was a great, great story. You got him to tell fantastic stories he had some great mental imagery in some of his stories sitting in the booth next to harry carey or sitting in the big house calling michigan football it was it, it was riveting i loved it i loved the whole interview and i had just another example of what i thought was a great follow-up question he had gone through and was talking about, you were talking about chemistry with his co-host and he was saying, oh, I love this guy and you have to know what their strengths are and you play to their strengths and blah, blah, blah. And then you said, okay, and you went the direct way. You said, what happens if you have somebody you're working with and there is no chemistry? So I, I thought that was a really cool question. Have you ever had to work with an analyst where the chemistry didn't click and how did you work through that? Yes. I won't get into detail about who it was, but it's tough. It's very, very difficult. And, and the reason I like that is I was thinking of, as I listened to this, there were times that I thought you asked the question that the guy in the car is going, well, of course, you know, the guy that's doing the bulls gets to work with somebody that's great. I'm stuck with Schmoopy here and I've got to go in with the booth. <laughs> 
and I got to work with this guy. And I thought that's cool that you asked that question for the person that what do I do if I hate my co-host? Because I, I know I've read stories, different books where people, you know, binking the whiz did not get along at all off the air kind of thing. So uh, I think nearly every team I've ever coached in radio, I've had that discussion where they one of them has come in and gone, I can't I can't do another day with them. I can't work with them. <laughs> All right. What ha- I mean, it's like brother and sister or brother and brother. I mean, you got to sit him down and like, all right, hug, kiss and make up, leave your brother alone, go take some time out, vacation, and they come back and they love each other again. You know, it's like, you know, it's it, I can beat him up, but you can't touch him. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's been great. Um, I, Logan, I'm going to beat you up a little bit here, and, and it's not—it's not too be, too much. But Dave, can you play the clip again that you just played? I want Logan. I want you to listen to your voice here. I think when you're doing your interviews, um, you—I—I want to say this, but I don't want it to sound like a compliment. You sound a little bit like Jim Rome, and Jim is very. Jim's very gruff and very firm and I'm, yeah, this is how it's going to be. And he's there's no warmth to Jim's voice. He's a great, great commentator. He's a great agitator. Um, but I don't enjoy listening to Jim because he doesn't sound warm and friendly. He doesn't sound like the guy I want to go hang out with at the bar and have a beer with. And when I listen to you, it feels like I have, I get a little bit of that from you. And I think your voice could use a little more smile to it and a little more warmth to kind of feel like, um, you know, you and I are just are, are sitting at the bar watching the game and, and getting into a friendly debate, but we know it's friendly. It's not adversarial. You know, it's not like, um, it's not like we're, we're arch rivals and, and we're going to go toe to toe. It's we're sitting there kind of just having a good time. So I'm going to have Dave play the little bit, just listen to you at the very beginning and, and, uh, I, your voice is fine. I think you just need a little more smile to it. So Dave, hit that with me. Have you ever had to work with an analyst where the chemistry didn't click? And how did you work through that? Yes. So you see what I you see what I mean there? Where it's where it's kind of you're very, I'm very. This is how it's gonna. It's, I'm Walter Cronkite, and I'm gonna deliver it as it is. You know, there's no fun to be had here. Do you understand what I mean there? Yes. So just a little smile, a little warmth, a little, you know, just a little swagger, not too much. Kind of like what you had at the beginning where, you know, the, uh, I'm in my, I'm in my studio, otherwise known as my spare bedroom with all my clothes in it. You know, it's just kind of that little tongue in cheek there, a little fun, little smile, little warmth. And if you actually smile while you're doing it, people will hear it. It will come through. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll go ahead and, and go to the ending here, and then we'll start talking about your website and a couple other things. I, I, I feel like, Eric, there's one thing. I have to give you a piece of news that's it, do not shoot the messenger. So <laughs> I, I found something, and I went, oh, please don't make me tell him that. Uh, so just so you know, you'll, uh, you're already sitting down, so that's good. It's not that bad, but it's it's, it's tough love, Logan. It, it, it comes from the heart. You'll see here. Bring it on. Uh, but here's the ending of the show. So this is after the, um, the interview's over, and you basically wrap up your show this way. Thank you for tuning in to the Say the Damn Score podcast. Please reach out to the guests that take the time to come on the show.
They are a great resource for you, and it's nice to show the guests kind enough to join the show that they are appreciated. Also, please subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the TuneIn app, or the SayTheDamnScore.com email update list. I'm Logan Anderson. Next time you're on the air, make sure to say the damn score a little bit more. So, uh, Eric, I'll let you go first. I, I like the say the damn score a little bit more. That's the humor and the fun I'm looking for in the show. I'd like to have a little bit more of that throughout the show. It's there at the beginning. It's there at the end. Let's let's find a little bit more of that at the in the middle of it. But I thought the close like right there was solid. The step before that, when you gave me the laundry list of ways to connect to the show, uh, my eyes started glazing over because there was just too many of them. Give me the most important one. You know, if you want to listen to the show, you can find it at uh, say the damn score dot com. And uh, various other ways you can listen to the score are all listed right there as well. So head over there and find out where you can, all all your options or something like that. But give me one solid call to action rather than I'm on Stitcher and iTunes and and this and that and the other thing and and download it and share it and send it. And I'm like, it's like a shopping list. (laughs) So give me the one. What's great about it is on your website, you have a big red subscribe button. And so you could say, hey, go out to saythedamnscore.com, click on the red subscribe button, and you'll see where you can subscribe in the newsletter or any or, or your favorite podcast aggregator or app or whatever you want to talk about. Um, that way you're, you're telling them, go click on the red subscribe button as opposed to Stitcher and Facebook and Overcast and Instagram and all those other things because uh, it just gets crazy. And then, you know. If you wanted to, you could just say, you know, go out to say the damn score.com, click on the red subscribe button. You can connect with me there and then go right into your, and next time dog on it, <laughs> say the damn score some more. So I thought that was cool. Um, the, the, your, uh, audio, I was surprised who, oh, that's one thing I want to ask. How did you record the phone call? He was on a cell phone. Okay. Cause I was, um, really surprised that. It sounded good. I mean, were, were, did, was this Skype to phone or? Skype calls to his cell phone. Wow. Okay. Well, that explains a lot because when you use the microphone on a phone, it actually works much better in some cases than somebody who's 15 feet away from their you know desktop or their laptop or whatever. So I thought the audio actually, I knew he was on a phone, but it didn't quite sound so phony for lack of a better phrase. And, um, so that was, uh, I, I thought that was cool. Um, this is not a bad thing. I was just wondering, you chose to export at, I think it was 88 kilobits per second uh, stereo. Is that something that somebody else is doing for you or? Honestly, I just, I was told to pull it in by my designer who built my website, told me to do the podcast at 80 to keep it small for storage and okay. hosting purposes. So that's just what I do. Because it's, um, I was actually going to tell you, you could go smaller. You could actually go 64 mono because I don't think there was anything in your intro that was super stereo that you would, you know, lose. Um, and I, like I say, it's fine. I just, it was 88 stereo. And I'm like, because usually a lot of people go 64 mono or 128 stereo. And for most talk stuff, what's the point of going stereo? Everything's in mono. So, uh, you're fine where you're at. I was just curious about that. And, uh, like I said, I thought the, I thought the sound sounded great. Uh, if you're wondering what happened to Eric, he just texted me. He's lost power at his house, <laughs> so he may or may not uh, 
be back. He'll, I'm, I'm sure, um, <laughs> if all else fails, I'll bring him in on the phone. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens here. So your website, I like the fact you have a nice, you know, you have a color scheme. It's red and black and white. I thought that was cool. And you've got, uh, your menus and everything seem well laid out. I love the fact that you have an about page and a contact page that I don't have to um, basically hunt for. Uh, the only thing I thought, and I know you're working on this, was the critique crew. I, the only thing I was going to say is I would get rid of the under construction. I know it sounds weird because I know it's under construction, but you could put something here down here. You know, if you're interested in this, email me at such and such just to see if anybody's interested as opposed to when I see under construction, my first reaction is just run away. There's nothing on this page. And I thought you might be able to get a more out of it. Um, I know it's not where you want it to be, but when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, that's not really, you know, either, either have something there for them to connect with you or just take it off the page until it's ready to go. Uh, again, it's not a big deal. I just was like, mm, I don't know if the, to me, it's not a great, not a great first impression when you click on that page, but I love the about page. The, the thing I have to show you, and it has to deal with iTunes. And maybe when we get done here, I'll, I'll show you how to fix it. It's a setting in PowerPress. And when I go to your episode and you've got the player here, which is great. You've got nice show notes. I thought those were great. Kind of lets people know uh, what's here. But when we get down to the settings from PowerPress, and you're going to have to kind of look down here in the bottom left-hand corner. When I put my mouse over the iTunes link, at the bottom it shows ITPC colon slash slash and then basically your feed. And the bad news is ITPC. The good news is if I were to click on that, it would go right to iTunes and subscribe me instantly. That's the good news. The bad news is you don't get credit for that subscriber. So you could have 50 subscribers now, which would help your rankings in iTunes. But according to iTunes, you don't have any. And what that is, it's not really PowerPress's fault. I wish they would find another way of doing this. But you need to put in your iTunes link there. And that will then populate your actual iTunes link, uh, which you get from. And in fact, let me just show you, since we're sharing screens here, if I go to your website and all you have to do if I go in here and uh, right click and just choose copy link and I'll fire up my good buddy notepad. And that is the link that you want to put into PowerPress somewhere in there. It'll show you and we'll, we'll fix this when we go off the air here, but you'd want to put that in there and that will then be the link to your show on your website. And that way, when people click on that, iTunes will then kind of give you credit for having a subscriber, which then helps you on your your rankings and such. But other than that, I thought it was, I like the fact that, uh, like I say, there's a lot of, uh, you have great graphics on it. Everything stays kind of with the, uh, the color scheme of red and black. Um, you've got share buttons, which are great because you want people to be able to do that. Did you have any questions on or anything you plan on besides the, obviously you're going to work on the critique crew, uh, but anything that you kind of cringe at when you look at your website sometimes people think something's worse than it actually is so i mean i i paid a guy to make this website so, okay um i was very happy with it the few things that i wasn't i mean i had him fix right away and the critique crew thing is something i've just been trying to figure out how to add myself so i don't have to keep paying him 
So, right. <laughs> no, there's, I mean, I understand that. And I intended on having it live a couple of days later, but we talked about, I've had a difficulty finding a good uh, online payment option. Yeah. So that's where the issue has been there. Awesome. It's only been there for like a week, a week and a half. Do you know if you're on Stitcher? Yes, I'm on Stitcher. So you might want to put a Stitcher button there. That'll uh, handle the, uh, the Android side of life. But other than that, I thought the website looks great and it's easy to navigate and you've got subscribe buttons. And I think it's nice that you have that subscribe button there so that everybody can get however you want newsletter, iTunes, you know, RSS feed, things of that nature. So, um, yes, Eric is, he's pinging me again here. This is Eric. Hey, you're on speaker, buddy. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) we're in the dark. Yeah, I bet. It's like, oh, don't want to waste his battery. He needs it for his flashlight now. Um, I just went and uh, and got the um, the portable charger for my phone. Yeah, that's always fun. <sighs> so we're all good now. I've got plenty of battery. Awesome. Um, I was. I, I just kind of. I, I went over your notes. I know you had said you thought the the website looked clean. I pointed out the one thing. He has the wrong link for iTunes. So he doesn't get any, yeah. he doesn't get any credit for it, but we're going to fix that when we go off the air here. Um, Great. And then you had a note here about making the about page valuable. Yeah. So the about page was basically, uh, Hey, I'm Logan. Here's, here's who I am. And what I would recommend is make the about page more outward focused rather than inward focused. A lot of people think the about page has to be about them and really your about page should be about what your website can do for the visitors that are showing up at the website. So that's what I mean by make your about page valuable. When, when uh, visitors come to your about page, tell them what you're all about and how you're going to help them, how visiting the website benefits the visitor, make it outward focused. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, I didn't even think about that because your about page is all about you. You might want to have a paragraph about the podcast as well. So I used to have a resume on there and it was targeted as a, if you want to hire me type thing. And I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So that's, I've just never updated it since then, if that makes any sense. So that's why that's the way it is. And you guys are right. I agree. It doesn't necessarily even need to be like a service that you provide for them. It could be as simple as if you're looking to improve as a sportscaster, this is the place to be. We interview some of the top sportscasters in the business uh, each and every week in order to give you tips to improve your game and to get you to the next level or to get you to a larger market or to help you improve or to move you from color to play by play or something like that, where it's, we are providing all of this information and this content to help you succeed in your career. It's about the podcast and it's about the website, but it's, it's focused on the benefit to the visitor. As we start to wrap up here, Eric, any final thoughts here as we start to uh, kind of wind things down here a bit? No, uh, Logan, I think, Honestly, you know, we've beat you up on a couple points, but I think this is one of the most solid interviews we've listened to yet. Your questions, your flow, uh, your follow up, it was all just right on the money and right where it needed to be. The couple points we're giving you in terms of uh, put a little smile in your voice, show us 
some of that uh, humor throughout the thing. That's just icing on the cake. The, you, if you do those few things that Dave and I have mentioned throughout the podcast, you're turning into one of the top interviewers around. It just flows perfectly. And all we're trying to do is go from 90% to 98%. Yeah, it was it was interesting when I was going over it. I was kind of like, I don't really see anything that really needs a lot of work. And then when I saw that one thing on his website, I'm like, ah, oh, there we go. I found some gold. I, I found something I can say this needs to change. And that's really not the goal of the podcast. We don't bring you here to beat you up. But uh, there wasn't much to beat up. I really I'm, I echo what Eric said. I thought the especially the interview. Number one, you did your homework. You had great follow up questions and you obviously listened to uh to your guests. So kudos on you. And, uh, like I said, I thought the, the intro was, was cool. I agree with Eric, maybe give people a little insight as to what they're going on, but, uh, you're definitely headed in, uh, in the right direction. So did you have any other questions for us, uh, before we wrap things up? What I was curious of what you're going to get at me was when, uh, having the guests over the phone and I usually try to get them on Skype when possible, but sometimes they're in their car when they have time. So, it didn't sound bad, and, and now I understand why. Because he was on uh, on his cell phone, and it, it didn't. It just didn't sound as bad as usual. I, I, it could have sounded a whole lot worse. And I think this is an example where, if you have good content, you'll overlook not so great audio quality. But it really wasn't horrible. It, I've heard much worse come out of phones. So, uh, and I was just in. You just pulled me into the the stories and the the interview. So. You get a little more of a pass when the content's not, <laughs> when the content's good. And I would agree that the benefit that you have is that you're dealing with broadcasters. And so even though they're on a phone, they still know how to work a mic yeah. and, uh, and can make the mic sound good, even though it's a phone call interview. You know, they're not, it's not buried in their shoulder. It's not all muffled. They're not moving it around a lot, making a lot of clicking noise with their ring or something like that. They know what they're doing. So you have that benefit when you have to do a phone interview because there's no other option. So I had no problem with that. So Logan, tell everybody again, uh, anything coming up in the future, any future interviews coming up that you want to plug while we're here? Well, I just posted my most recent one about a half hour to an hour before we uh, started this, so it's with Dave Ennett. He's the voice of Northwestern University in Chicago. It was funny. We actually talk about just randomly. It wasn't set up this way, but uh, he actually knows Chuck Swarsky, and we talk about that in the middle of the interview, how he was the last guy on. So we had back-to-back Chicago guys. Nice. But, and uh, you yeah. can you can find that, again, at saythedamnscore.com. Uh, Eric, anything coming up on your show? I did a really cool episode here on – podcast talent coach podcast about uh, various ways to make money with your free podcast, which was pretty cool. Got a lot of downloads for that. So if you're interested in monetizing your podcast, check that out over at podcasttalentcoach.com in the podcast section. Got it. And this week on the school of podcasting, I have a very niche podcast that is controversial. So this might be one that you may not want to listen with your kids. Uh, it's an interesting, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm going to leave you with that big tease. Uh, and of course you can always find us at, uh, podcastreviewshow.com. You can, uh, go out, sign up for a review and you'll be in Logan's seat. Uh, Logan, you're not crying. So Eric, we failed again to make anyone cry. We'll do it yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Logan. 
uh, thank you for having this service available. I really enjoyed it. And we'll see everybody uh, later. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Next week, we'll be actually, here we go. We'll set up next week. Uh, the next episode, we're going to be reviewing a show all about the clarinet. It's called Clarinet. So you'll be hearing that shortly on the podcast review shows. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course, but there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.